What's going on, guys? AJ here, back again with another episode of the E1B2 podcast. I want to talk about why chief human resource officers, head of people, VP of people, not only would and should and would inevitably make great CEOs, but why the CEO, the CTO, the CFO, whoever else at the executive level within a startup or a small business should actually be reporting to the chief human resource officer or the head of people when it comes to any decision correlating to people. So let me give you guys a couple of thoughts. Um, last time I checked, the head of people typically don't butt their way into what a financial decision should be around how we are going to allocate resources towards branding or product. Last time I checked, you know, a, uh, you know, a head of people does not you know, push their way into a meeting with the CEO and give and gives, you know, uh, he or she tips on how to uh, forge a new partnership that will get us more exposure from a PR perspective or a merger of a company or um, last time I checked, you know, a C, you know, a, a, a CHRO or a head of people does not provide information or, or perspectives or frameworks to uh, someone that, that stewards the product department around what should be the next uh, suite of tools that the company produces. Last time I checked these individuals, and I'm one of those people, last time I checked, we don't butt our way into those conversations unless they actually have background in that, which I do. And there are some out there that have some background in that, but traditionally they don't ever butt their way into that conversation. Um, they don't butt their way into that conversation because typically they, number one, don't know about that. And then number two, which is really the consistent, they typically don't have authority to do that, right? And that makes sense, right? That's not their background. They don't know those things. But if, if, I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, you know, a head of people typically has emotional intelligence skills. A head of people typically has great communication skills. A head of people typically understands like human behavior. A head of people typically understands frameworks that can get more out of a particular employee from a performance standpoint. A head of people typically understands how to teach and develop and learn a human being, a skill, and how that skill can be beneficial to the company and the growth of the company or, or the desired growth of the company. You know, last time I checked, you know, the head of people really understands how to strategically strategically align, you know, how an individual's personal perspectives goals, endeavors in life, how that matches and correlates to where the company is in the present time and finds ways to really blend the two. The last time I checked, they have these skills. And so what I'm not understanding and what I'm what's not clear to me is why are these particular scenarios happening? You know, why is a CEO poor poor example? Why is a CFO saying to a head of people Here's the budget we have for learning and development, but we need more individuals within this company to upskill so that we can do more from a product or a branding or a marketing or a growth perspective, get it done. Here's 10K, that's what we're telling you we have, go execute it. That makes no sense to me. That makes zero fucking sense to me. And yes, I use the big F word. Makes no sense to me. Why it makes no sense to me is how are you going to tell me who understands humans, who understands learning and development, who 
understands these techniques and these frameworks, who also understands what you're inevitably, objectively trying to create from an innovation perspective or new products, new services, whatever the case is, how are you going to tell me how we should go about getting that done? And more importantly, how should you tell me how much that cost? I should be telling you how much that cost. I should be telling you what we're going to do from that perspective. I should be telling you how much of the of the ancillary funds that we have are going to be allocated to that. In the beginning in the beginning of the year, I should not be coming to you for approval. I should be telling you what it is and I should be approving you. Like this is a narrative that I for some reason I'm just not understanding how there's any sort of disconnect. You're a CFO, Andrew. Yes, I respect that. You understand, you know, you understand a PL, you understand a balance sheet, you manage the budgets in each department of what's allocated towards marketing and things of that nature. And I can make a big argument of why you're not the person that should be making those decisions. The CMO should be making those decisions. Actually, let me go there. That's actually a really great point. Thanks a lot, AJ. That's a really great point. Let me go there. The way this, the, the discussion that we really should be having. The, the, the strategy that really should be taking place is everyone is in the pot together and everyone should be respecting and uh, leaning on and, you know, uh, 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 appreciating someone's overall background. And so what do I mean by that? Right. So if you're a CMO or if you're a head of people or if you're an operations director, you probably have something in your skill set that says I should be the one from a strategic standpoint that makes the decisions or at least drives us in the right direction. I should be the one that dictates how much we have or how little we have to work with. So the great CMO conversation, like if you're a CMO, you know what you need to do from an influencer marketing perspective to be able to create the type of revenue that the company needs. You know what type of ancillary partnerships you need to make to drive more PR. You understand the ancillary partnerships you need to make to make product better. You understand some of the, um, you understand some of the, 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 I don't know, the, the SEO that you need to activate. You understand some of the copy that needs to be written. You understand these things. So when it comes to budget, the CFO should not be telling you what that is. You should be telling the CFO what that is. And the CEO should be checking off on everyone having that amount of autonomy and that amount of respect. And there shouldn't be any debates around that. There needs to be more conversations and autonomy and individuals being empathetic enough to live into someone's expertise. So back to the conversation of how this all gets brought into people. Why I believe head of people is the most important role within a company is the last time I checked, a company is made up of people, not of tools, not of tech, not of robots, not of anything like that. Last time I checked, it is made up of people. And so if it's made up of people, what I think should be happening is anything that involves people, they should be the one that stewards how that is executed the finances, the tools, the techniques, the frameworks, the communication, everything that has to do with that, they should be the one that that does that. And the CMO and the CTO and the CFO and the COO should be supporting them on their strategy. 
So they should be the ones that stewards the initiative, and then they should be getting support from these individuals around what their domain you know, should be or what their involvement should be. That's the way I believe it should be. They should be a strategist of all things people. So again, if your goal is to create new products, and if your goal is to increase business by 30% from the year previous, And the way you need to do that is you believe as a product manager or you believe as a CTO, you need to get more out of certain teams. The last time I checked, the budget that is allocated towards learning and development to get more out of those teams should not be dictated by the CFO. It should be dictated by the head of people. They know what type of programs they have to be put that that they have to put in place. Because they're building the relationships, the emotional glue, they have the context of the humans that are inevitably going to act on these tools and techniques. So if you say, as a CFO, you only got 10K when there really is 30K to allocate, but you only want to spend 10K because for whatever reason, we're not even going to get into that conversation. You only got 10K. I think as a CFO, 10K will get the job done. But you know, as the head of people, due to the complexities of the behaviors, the learning styles, the, the, the growth of the of the staff, whatever the reason is, you need 20, you should be getting 20. It should be not a debate. And the CEO that looks over everyone should be approving that immediately. Now, to, to get over this, there's a lot of things that you can do. You can live into agile uh, leadership and, uh, you know, collaborative kind of decision-making. You can restructure your decision-making frameworks and processes. You can go into the, 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 the process of, you know, building out that cohesive team and understand how to remove ego and how to have a flat organizational culture and the decision-making process. Again, there's a lot of things you can do to get to this point, but the very first step I believe is the ego and the awareness to understand that this is how it should be. Because again, going back to that particular example, you know, you as a CFO or CTO or COO should not be dictating to the head of people on how something should be executed and what the budget is going to be towards that and why that budget is in place and how they should need to be able to get over it and why there's no extra money. And, and, and also you know, the speed in which it occurs, like they should be reporting to you to guide the process. You should not be reporting to them, hoping that their process or their suggestions are correct or resonate with what you were thinking. So I don't know if that's helpful. I don't know if I kind of just got really intense for no reason, but I think a lot of companies struggle with this. I think a lot of companies don't understand this. I think a lot of companies are not putting enough energy into this perspective. And that's bad. And that's not good. So I want you guys to work on that. Live into your head of people. Allow them to be the strategy in the decision maker. CEO, founder, listen to me very clearly. Listen to Dr. AJ here. Listen to Daddy AJ. Let me tell you what to do. You inevitably, probably, with the way your hierarchy and the way your decision making structures work, You have the final say. So what you should do is you should make your head of people very happy and send an email right now 
or pick up your phone and make a phone call or hold a staff meeting and have all of your executives in the room and say, if anything from a financial perspective or a decision-making perspective or a strategic perspective of how we need to change things or increase things or do better to manifest an objective progression within this company that involves people, you guys need to bring in the head of people and they need to tell you how to go about the people part of that process. Bottom line, as well as what it will financially cost or the tools that are needed or the process that are needed, anything that's needed, they should have the autonomy to live into that reality first, to live into that strategy first. That's just bottom line. I don't think there should be a debate. And if anyone has a problem with that, there can be a lot of consulting and conversations that can happen. But at the end of the day, if you want to create a dictatorship, that's the moment to do it. It will make things a lot better long term. CFO, erase your ego. COO, erase your ego. CTO, erase your ego. Everyone else does that, like erase your ego. These people know people. These people know how to get the best out of people. Allow them to do that. Stop telling them who should be fired and why they should be fired. Allow them to tell you, no, we didn't put a learning and development plan in place. No, we haven't had a career mapping IDP conversation. No, we didn't understand and, and, and contextually and understand that you know they were looking for support. They sent you nine emails. You didn't get back to them. You pushed them too hard and gave them too many responsibilities and tasks and didn't understand their contextual you know, ability to endure those amount of tasks or maybe you're in the wrong, they're in the wrong position or in the wrong role. Like there are things that we can do. CFO, you should not be the overall decision maker of who gets fired or who gets to stay based off of your perspective and then tell me to be the executor. That's not how this is going to work. So I'm going to stop now. Um, I think this is helpful. I hope it is. And um, let me know your thoughts, guys. Thanks a lot.